If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what the heck is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your show hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I am joined by one of my gaming dads, my guy, Mr. Paris Lilly, rocking that Tampa Bay Red. He's ready for football. Paris, how are you? The Baker Mayfield era begins in Tampa Bay. We tank it for Caleb. Let's do it. (laughs) Some excitement here, Paris. I feel the vibes. Of course, we are recording this on Thursday, opening night for the NFL season for 2023 into 2024. But of course, you won't be listening till this till September 11th on a Monday due to this embargo. So we're excited for the first week of football. You look at Baker Mayfield, you say we're tanking for the big dog there. Uh, what do you think the season will be for the Bucks? truly and honestly? No, I, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, my son's a, a Bucks fan too. I, I I don't know why, but I guess because I am. But uh, yeah. I, I was even telling him just during the offseason, I go, you know what? Baker's going to mess around and win us about six or seven games. <laughs> I already know it. We're... We should be tanking for Caleb. I mean, Arizona's clearly tanking for Caleb. They're getting rid of everybody, but... We're, we're just going to be a middle-of-the-road team. Like I okay. said, I, I see six wins, and, you know, we're, we're going to miss out on, on this, this top-tier QB crop, unfortunately, because Baker's good enough to mess around and pull some things out that he shouldn't, yes. but he's also bad enough that he's going to lose us a bunch of games that we have a chance to win. So oh. it's like... You're going to live, live by the Baker, die by the Baker. But you know what? I'm a Buck. Hey, I'm a Bucks fan. I'm going to be there on Sunday. People are hearing this now. Maybe we won. Maybe we didn't. Who the frick knows? Going up against Kirk Cousins. So we'll see. This is an exciting time, Paris, right there. And Baker may have failed, like you said. He can play, and sometimes he plays a little too much and misses up. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited to see what your season turns out to be. I'm excited yeah. for football to be back. And, of course, you know, with football always comes my favorite talk with you. You and I, we get to talk about sports video games. Of course, Madden is now out. NBA 2K is right around the corner. And I love sitting down and playing my 10-hour free trial with Madden with my <laughs> friends. I love taking advantage of that. I tell you all, all the time. EA play with game pass, take advantage of it. But is there a game that you and your son connect with sports wise? Do you and your friends at all play any of these sports titles still? Um, NBA 2k would be the one okay. my son and I would connect on the most. I'm, I'm definitely interested in this, this Kobe edition that's coming out oh. this year. It looks re- really good. Um, you know, I still dabble in Madden. I'm just honestly, the biggest sports game that I, I, I will still play on a somewhat regular basis. And will be the show. Um, I just, kind of fell off on NBA and especially Madden. But I mean, I will sit down and trash talk my son. It's an NBA. I, I love that. that. Oh man. Nothing, nothing feels better than some NBA yeah. 2k play now yeah. locally, right? The moment I go online, it feels like I'm running through mud. Everybody's slowed down. The connection's not quite right. But when you play local 
couch co-op NBA 2K. Man, those are some fun, yeah. spicy yeah, sessions. Fun. Who's this team then? Because you can't both be LeBron. You both oh, no, can't no. be. He's a, oh, he's a Warriors fan. He, he oh. doesn't like the Lakers. That, that's that's our only uh, yeah. that's our only thing that we don't agree on. He is a diehard Warriors fan, but uh, I believe purple and gold. Oh. This is the purple and gold house, so he needs to get on board. The kid but gets I, it. I, wait, kid I can't remember. It. Yeah, I can't remember if we talked about this when when it happened. But during the playoffs, you know, we we went to the playoff games with the Warriors and yep. the Lakers, so, so that was really cool. You know, being able to have that moment, got real up close down their courtside. You know, we got to see Steph and you know LeBron and Austin Reeves and AD and Draymond and Clay and all that. So it was a real fun time. Amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited to jump back in with my friends because, of course, you all know I love jumping into NBA 2K. I love going to my career, making my my player, messing up on the build, spending another $60 on VC so I can mess up that build, and then going to the park and absolutely get dominated because I'm not good at the video game. And yeah. I just want to have fun. But I'm excited for some more NBA 2K. I'm excited for this new EA FC, not FIFA anymore, of course, but I am excited for that. I find that's the game that I will go back to all the time. Madden, just a little too long of a game, kind of slowed down, picking the plays every single time. NBA 2K, I have my gripes with microtransaction-wise and just the feel of it online. But for some reason, FIFA is the perfect sports game that I can pick up anytime you play a game. It never feels too long or overstays its welcome. And it's just right where you're like, I could play another one. I I don't know what it is, but that's the one for me. Also, I'm excited because, Paris, we have a new arcade NFL game as well. Do you know that as well coming out? I did not know that. No, okay. So it's not Street. It is not Street, unfortunately. It is not EA Big or Street. It is from Saber Interactive, I believe. And let me get the name up for you right now because I know they're making some sort of football game that's like a mix of. I know what you're talking about. NFL. It's Colin, it's Colin Kaepernick. On he, the, he's backing because Danny, Danny got to sit down with Colin Kaepernick uh, during Summer Game Fest and talk about it. Yeah. How cool. Wild card football is what this is, yeah. is what it's called. Yeah, I'm excited to see if this will capture the backyard sports meets NFL blitz meets yeah. NBA or NFL street kind of vibe that I'm missing, right? We're missing that arcadey fun. I know I bring it up all the time on the shows. I give kudos to EA for trying to capture those still in the mainframe games, right? You have Volta mode, you have the neighborhood in the city in 2k, you have the yard in Madden, right? But they just don't hit the highs of NFL blitz. They don't hit the highs of NFL street. So Maybe this could be the one, Paris, but I, I feel like we're going to get another 2K NBA playground situation where it's not quite as good as NBA Jam and it kind of falls off and I never play it again. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Keep that on my mind. But of course, we're excited for sports, but talking about sports and kind of extreme activities, you and I went hands-on and we went onto the track finally for a hands-on preview with Forza Motorsports and t- Turn 10, which this is what this episode is going to be all about, you and I and our hands-on experience behind the wheel. I'm very excited to see what you thought of the game, how you're excited for October, of course, October 10th being the release of this game, but we'll talk all about that in just a little bit because I have to remind you that this is the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and of course on podcast services around the globe. You're getting a very special early edition of the podcast this week due to embargoes. So, hey, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening on this lovely Monday, and I hope you enjoy the Forza talk, and there'll be some more Xbox talk as well with me in Paris because it's just an episode with me and my dude, my gaming dad. Of course, don't forget that our 
Stories from Starfield is now up on your podcast feed. If you want more X-Cast and you missed out on our stories from the Starfield universe, go check out that episode. It was a really great time with Paris, Gary, and Tegan, a.k.a. Lightweight Gaming, for a fun episode. And Greg Miller's Starfield spoiler talk is now up as well. <laughs> Listen to him gush about this video game after five full playthroughs, which is just crazy and insane to say because Paris... Right now, I'm at 60 hours, and I could spend the rest of my life in this game and not roll credits or not push through the main story. Oh, I hear you, man. It, it's so funny. I, I, I put up the, the Henry Cavill, Jason Momoa meme where Momoa is sneaking up on him because it's like I'm really enjoying playing Starfield. I'm 100-plus hours at this point playing and really loving it. But, Mike, it's review season. <laughs> You got to keep moving. It's like, you got to keep there's moving. Already something, there's already something pulling me away from it. I'm like, well, <laughs> I got to focus on this now because we got to talk about it in review. But yeah, it's 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 a great game. You know, obviously the last episode that, that we had talking more, you know, talking more about it extensively. Um, yeah, I just love the, all the stories that are coming out of it. I love all like it's so funny. You, you know, uh, Randall rand you know rand and jazz but i was talking with rand i had hopped on his podcast briefly the other day and he was laying out these these encounters he had that i've not even seen even heard of and i'm like whoa and then i'm telling him about some of mine he's like yeah i never haven't seen that either and i i love that i love that the game's that big that we're just gonna have all these various adventures and stories you know within that world of starfield so you know again kudos to bethesda and what the news phil phil spencer tweeted last night they went over a million concurrent playing across all platforms again phenomenal obviously the, the hype is real everybody's really loving this game a uh, huge accomplishment yes shared yesterday over a million concurrent players across all platforms that's a big one and then as of today this morning starfield has already surpassed six million players making it the biggest wow. bethesda game launch of all time so congratulations to todd and the team over there at bethesda studios that is super awesome and man six million players and that number is only going to go up you know that paris and, and, and the crazy thing about that the surprising part it's not on playstation you know, you know, think about it. You're yeah. not even including PlayStation with this, and you've you've set a record with that. So it just again, phenomenal job by Bethesda with this game. And you know, I, I it's so cliche to say it at this point, but it's true. We're barely scratching the surface of it. So really looking forward to it over the next few months. Paris, I'm 100% only scratching the surface because I bring up my star chart map and there's yeah. a lot of red dots still up same. there. It's crazy. <laughs> so I got a lot to do still. Of course, we still have a lot to talk about. Don't forget, we are Epic Games Partners, which means you can use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, at checkout anytime you're buying a game off the Epic Games Store or upgrading your look in Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys. I'm going to use that Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, at checkout. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for the month of September. Here's our producers for the month. Brave, Athos, Jedi Master, Deadpool, and Delaney Twining. Thank you so much for your support. This week, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is sponsored by Rocket Money and DraftKings Sportsbook, but we'll tell you all about that in just a little bit. Paris, let's talk about the track. Let's talk about you and I behind the wheel, revving that engine and just flying. Of course, a little bit different. I know a lot of people loved Forza Horizon. Now we're taking it to the track for Forza Motorsport from Turn 10. We got a hands-on preview. I'm excited to talk about your experience with it. So let's just jump into it. Paris, how was your time with Forza Motorsport? So to tell the complete story, because, you know, I live out in the Los Angeles area. So mm -hmm. Xbox invited me out and a group of other people to go to the Peterson Auto Museum here in Los Angeles. And uh, that's where I got my first hands-on 
with Forza Motorsport. Plus, we got a tour of the museum. If I just briefly talk about that auto museum, phenomenal. Uh, it's being able to just see the history of cars. Like they have, well, not the actual car, but they have like a, a the concept of the first original car. And did you know, Mike, the first original car was from the 1700s. It was steam powered, went like wow. two miles per hour, but that's where the first car came from. But wow. then they even show things like from the late 1800s and obviously we got into the 1900s. But man, I tell you, seeing some of those cars from like the 1930s and the 1940s, those gangster cars is like, you know, you knew a mobster yes. on those things. Oh man, they look so freaking sweet. Um, they had like a whole section dedicated to Porsche. So you just got to see all these different versions of, of, of Porsches really love that. They had a sec section dedicated to Tesla in there as well. So you kind of just got to see the history of Tesla and the electric cars and all that, how all that stuff is made was really cool. Um, they had the DeLorean for back to the future in there. They had a kit from Knight Rider. Um, they had like a life-size uh, Lightning McQueen from, uh, you know, from, from cars, cool. you know, Pixar yeah. movie. Um, Starsky and Hutch car was in there too. That was really cool. Oh. It was just any, any and every classic, the, the, the Batmobile was there. Um, 89 Batman with Keaton that was in there, but it was like any kind of classic car that you could think of was in this museum and being able to see some of these things in real life. You understand why people fall in love with cars. Yeah. Like you, you, you get the whole thing of it because it's just so beautiful to see these things in, in person. I can't imagine getting behind the wheel and driving some of them. So that was fantastic. But getting to the point of why we're here so yeah went hands-on with forza horizon forza horizon oh my god for <laughs> forza motorsport uh at the event um the the gm for turn 10 dan greenwald was there uh as well as uh the creative director for forza motorsport chris asaki um so i i did an official interview with with dan danny and i sat down with him and we, and we got kind of talked about the history of forza and obviously some of this new stuff come with forza motorsport and, you know and i kind of casually was able to talk to chris at the event plus he gave a presentation and kind of went more in depth of what we can expect from this Forza Motorsport. But I can tell you my hands-on time was, was a blast at the event and then being able to bring it home and play it as well that uh, you know, the preview build is going through the Builders Cup. And going back to the presentation that we went through in an interview with Dan, the, the main message to come out of this is Forza has traditionally been like a collectathon, right? Like, like this Forza Motorsports going to have 500 cars in it, but it's not about collecting all 500 cars. It's about finding, and I'm using their terms, finding the five or 10 cars that work for you, that fit best for you. It, it's more about, they want you to fall in love with cars. That That's the main theme of this Forza Motorsport. So it isn't about, let's just get every car. It's about find those few that really speak to you you get it out there on the track you're going to race them you're going to be able to start upgrading them tune them all the classic things that we've been able to do in previous forza motorsports but it's more about you as, as as a car enthusiast and if you're not a car enthusiast because that was a lot of my conversation with dan is hey i'm not the super hardcore racing guy that's building the the racing cockpit and got the wheel and all that but I've lo I've traditionally loved the Forza franchise over the years. Some of the innovations that it has brought in, into racing, like that driving line, that's damn near standard at this point. The driver cars that we see now, things like that, you know, the, the livery so you can customize your cars, all, all these things, the physics damage, all these are things that they've been doing since the original Xbox building up to this point, which is just amazing to see. But this truly does feel like the 
definitive edition of of the Forza simulation racing experience. Um, like I said, just the few cars that I was able to take out on the track during the Builders Cup and race them. And 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 Mike, I'm sure you'll go into your experience. But one thing that Chris talked a lot about was how they're implementing more AI and machine learning into like the driver tars and just the way that the way that basically the way the driver tars are going to react to you. And now all of it's on like a sliding scale. Yeah. So me being thinking and again i have not played a forza motorsport in a few years right so it's like i'm jumping in first time i'm looking at the driver tars like on three and I, I forget what the top scale was but threes towards you know taking it easy right i maxed it out i'm like let's let's go yo they were killing me on that track like oh yeah oh oh and then there's also the the different difficulties where you can set it so that you can have like real physical damage car fuel and tire wear things like that weather effects all these things you can scale it either none of them affect you or all of them affect you can take the racing line away all the stuff that you would, would typically have in a forza game but man th those driver tires were super aggressive and I, I was struggling to just even try and get like fifth or sixth place you know when i had the driver tires pretty much uh maxed out on the ai but then you know then hey look I'm, i, I want to win sometimes right so i scaled it back but even as a somewhat novice, you know, being being a racing fan, I mean, I had a good time with it. It, it definitely was encouraging me to want to keep going because as you start building up the points from winning these races and doing certain challenges while you're out there on the track, you then take those points and then you can apply them to start getting parts. And then you can take those parts, apply them to your car, take it out on the track, test it out. Yep, I like this. Or I don't like that. Take it off and mix and match. So this version of Forza Motorsport is actually teaching you how to not only race on the track, but how to properly, this is what this part is going to do for your car. This is how this is going to create this upgrade for you. This is how it's going to be a deterrent if you put this one on. So you're starting to learn as you go. So I think even from a novice standpoint, it's going to encourage you, like they're saying, to fall in love with cars. That That's the whole message that they have with this one. Um, but the one last thing I'll say for a turn over to you, Mike, is even from the hardcore racing simulation sim person that's going to build a racing cockpit and is all in on Forza. Shout out to Autumn, because uh, I know she's going to be super excited for this. It's all there. Everything that you would expect from a racing sim is there. Like I said, you can truly simulate like tire wear, fuels, weather effects, physical damage. All of that's going to be there. You can make the driver tar AI is very aggressive. And again, when I talked about the machine learning and everything that's going into the driver tar AI, they are going to get smarter as time goes along and they are going to learn to react to certain things, you know, to kind of simulate that human element, you know, even when you're not playing in multiplayer. So look again, this is a preview. We'll obviously see, you know, when we get the final game, because we, we didn't get to see all the modes. If we weren't in multiplayer, they kind of talked about it a little bit, but we'll see how all that plays out. Um, once the final game drops on on October 10th, but I would say for a preview, fantastic. And and I'll, I'll let you go. I've talked a lot. No, no, I want to talk about. I like that. I have to. I came out of this going, okay, I'm excited, right? And I think I've really shared it on this show that when it comes to racing games, I am the very casual racing fan. I prefer the very arcadey style of racing, whether it be Forza Horizon, back in the day with Need for Speed, right? Like, I like the, I can bang into anything. I kind of like the freedom of Horizon. And so when mm -hmm. it comes down to the, hey, let's get really simmy with this and let's try to make it competitive and put you on the track, I feel like that's not my style. But 
over time, right. I've tried, right? I've tried with earlier Forza editions. I've now really given it a go with Gran Turismo 7 over on the PlayStation. And so when I jumped into this build, I was excited to jump in and see what Turn 10 is bringing to this to make me as a casual fan excited and interested to put my time and effort into this. I think a lot of yeah. people will probably be like me where if you're a casual fan, you're going to boot this up. You're going to do like five to 10 races and you'll be like, you know what? That was great. Maybe it's not for me. I don't know if I'll ever come back. But what I'm looking for was, like you said, will I fall in love with the cars? Will I fall in love with the challenge of the competition, which I think they're really aiming for here yes, with Forza 100%. Motorsport? Because they say Forza, or Forza Motorsport focuses on competition and skill. And I think we're going to see that with the multiplayer. You'll see that with the single player. But for me, what I loved about Gran Turismo was the history of cars and you teaching me about the cars yes. and the manufacturers, right? Now I'm excited to take that next step and hopefully Forza, I would love for them to teach me more about cars, but if it's about the under the hood and the performance and how I can get the best out of it, I'm interested in that. I don't know how much I'll attach myself, but when it comes to moment to moment on the track, I had a blast, like you said, right? I yeah, really absolutely. enjoyed running hard and like beating my times. I thought that was great. Yes, absolutely. But going to one thing with, with multiplayer, because I got a chance to talk to Chris about this is they are going to have, and again, this is for the more hardcore sim players or even the casuals because they're going to have a variety of this. But think of the most hardcore sim people that want to have all the features on. They're going to have curated racing events where there's going to be certain requirements for you to enter as far as your car goes, what the difficulty is going to be like, you know, as far as, like I said, the challenge of, yeah, all the all the weather effects, the physical damage, the tire wear, like all these things are going to be active in it. And they're going to be able to create these racing clubs and communities based around that. So sure, your super hardcore people, they're going to have the stuff that's there for them. But then you're also going to have racing events that for people like yourself, Mike, or like me that aren't super hardcore into it, but we do want to challenge. We do want to see, hey, maybe this car I've been working on for a few weeks. Let me take it up against some real people in an actual event. And let's see how I do against them. Um, one other thing I want to touch on before I forget are the visuals. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Played, School me. Yeah. Yeah, at, at home, I played on the Series X, and at the event, I played on the Series X. And there were two, mo two modes. There was the performance mode, and then there was the normal mode. So on the normal mode, you turn off ray trace, and it's 4K 60 frames. In the performance mode, you can, you'll can you have, what was it? Ray tracing's off, but you'll have it at 60 frames. But the, I might be saying this backwards, I apologize. But basically, with your one mode is you'll have a variable resolution depending on what's going on. But on either mode, you're going to have 60 frames. But if you want to play, yeah, that's what it is. Because if you want ray tracing on at 60 frames, then the resolution will scale from 4K down depending on whatever. But you will still have ray tracing in a solid 60 frames per second. And then the other one doesn't have ray tracing, native 4K, 60 frames. Again, drop dead gorgeous game. I mean, it looked phenomenal on the Series X. And then I got to talk to Dan a little bit about the PC version. They're going to support everything that you would expect on the PC, ultra-wide modes, all that stuff. Racing will support on the PC everything. And obviously, depending on, on your, your PC hardware, you're going to be able to have the frames well above 100, 100 or, or well above 60, I should say. So, I mean, they're, they're doing it, man. They're doing it. I mean, we know they're not going to have split screen, you know, at launch. And I keep forgetting the other mode, but I, I seem to remember it wasn't that big of a deal. I forget what it was. But, yeah, split screen won't be there at launch, but they're supporting the Series S, Series X, PC, cloud, you know, right there at launch. So everything's going to be there. Okay. I, I like hearing that because 
Yeah, for me, I'm excited when we get to the review process and we really talk about this at launch, we'll bring on an expert because I need someone to school me in the visuals, right? I think yeah. when it comes down to the track, I get so much tunnel vision of looking at the drive line, looking at what's in front of me. I'm not looking around me. I'm not absorbing going, oh man, this looks like super high def. This is incredible 4K. Oh, the, race, the ray tracing is happening. Like I am very much tunnel vision focused. So I need someone to point out, hey, this is the work we're doing. This is what you're going to see in it, how nice it looks. Because for me, it's yeah. like, it's a car on a track and I'm going fast, Paris. And I need yeah. someone to school me for sure. Absolutely. And then, you know, kind of call back to the interview that you and I did uh, a few months ago. Dan did talk about the accessibility features and, yes. and the unique book that, you know, you know, we had the interview with. So it was great to have that conversation with him directly about that. But um, they're definitely supporting this game. Looks looks like, you know, they're going to have there's going to be something there for everyone from the looks of it, you know, from the novice all the way up to the most hardcore you know, they're kind of creating this entry point for, for everyone to jump in. And to your point, like, at least try it. Maybe it's not going to be for you because racing obviously is not going to be for everybody, but at least they're going to like, they're going to make it so the novice can walk in and not feel intimidated because you can obviously scale the features to, to make it as semi as you want or as arcadey as you want. And, and again, going back to when I first started playing again, because I've been playing Horizon, obviously, for the last few years. So I'm used to that more arcade experience. But jumping back into that true sim, it was like, oh, man, oh, no, no, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. We're back to real, real racing. And, you know, all the classic tracks that people would expect are going to be there, you know, um, pretty much at launch. So, I mean, again, it, this is shaping up to be the definitive version for Forza Motor for Forza Motorsport for sure. Right? Yeah, Even duck. That's what I'm excited about. It's like as the novice coming in, you bring up the difficulty slider, and I was very impressed by the difficulty slider. Right, you can yeah. truly feel it and see it live in action. Right, it's I believe it goes from zero to eight, and you'll kind of that's move what, it yeah, up eight. and down, mm -hmm. and it will actually the higher you go, the bigger the multiplayer for the credits that you get. Right, in the experience, yes. of course, there's three different choices. Like you were bringing up of. Sports rules, expert rules, and club rules that will all affect your yes. gameplay and how that goes with rewinds and stuff like you said before. But you can tell, right? And I think that's the big one for the novices. Maybe jumping into multiplayer will be a little intimidating, but seeing the AI steadily get better as I progress and feel more comfortable was clear as day. And the big shot I want to give them is when you went to the track and you actually got up in the lineup, what I loved, and I should have taken photos of you and Randall Thorne, my friends list, was you got to see vicious 696's car, which is Paris. You got to see yeah. his driver. You got to see the car. And then you go to who's in slot number two. Oh, it's Randall Thor. There's his driver. There's his car. It gives it a feel that it's more community driven. It feels like exactly. I'm racing my friends and yeah, they're AIs and they're driver tars, but like, I like the now more presentation. Like I think in Forza Horizon, it's just names above the car, right? And that's cool and all, but to see a driver and to go through the lane and see everybody, I really appreciated that touch for a novice to say, oh, this is fun. Like I, I, I like the presentation values, what I'm getting at, which I appreciate. Yeah, same, same. And and I think you hit on the great point about as you scale up the difficulty in the AI, the more you're rewarded with your points as well. So there is an incentive for you to want to go do that, because, again, you're going to be able to take those points and then you're going to apply them to the parts that you're going to be able to get to upgrade your car. So it's even better. So you can get more points. You go uh -huh. more than you want to go. And then that's the whole thing. And then you just get sucked down that rabbit hole of doing it. So but. Like I said, I, I I love their approach to this one of, no, we're not, yes, we're giving you 500 cars, 
But the point of the game isn't about getting those 500 cars. It's about finding the ones that you like, and then you live in those cars and you continually upgrade those cars and you drive those and race those against your friends. Obviously, nothing's going to stop you from getting those 500 cars if you so choose. But that isn't the point of this version of Forza Motorsport. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, that you feel that and see that, right? Like yeah. you level up the car, not an overall level that we saw during right. the preview. It was very right. much, hey, I chose the Corvette E-Ray and I leveled that up one, two, three, four, five, unlock new parts. And I want to give a big shout out. If you are someone like me that's not a gearhead and you get intimidated by how Paris was talking about tuning and changing up, which is all about the sim, the best part, you click X, auto upgrade it will do everything for you you yeah, click a yeah, good point. and you go right into the game right which i love and appreciate i do want to dive in and try but the best part is like you said right it's like i'm living a lot per car so i'm going to try the next car and i'm going to level that up to five until i hate it or love it and go on to the next one which is pretty cool it definitely gives me the vibe of like pick your cars and find the ones you love which i'm excited to try out as well another one that i like yeah. of course driver assist right we've seen this in all the forces before but it is so prevalent for me to jump in now with some experience with GT7 and Forza Horizon where you start and they got all all of the little uh, assists on you, right? The uh, I forget the bike term. What's the bike one? Uh, training wheels. So you got all the training wheels, Paris. Where it's like, I'm playing it. I'm going, what's going on? Why is it auto-breaking? Why is it turning for me? What is, yeah. What's happening? And then I go, oh, turn down the assist. And of course, me being me, I'm cranking all the way to the other side yeah, and I'm yeah, banging yeah. into the wall. I'm side sliding. I can't control anything. And so I like that part of Forza as well of like, find your groove, master it, get better, take the next step and find your groove again with the less training wheels on. I mean, always got to give credit to that because it is impressive what they've built around that where anyone can play and you can find it and dial it in just for yourself, which is really, really rad. I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm looking forward to when the community gets their hands on this is going to be the custom designed cars because we got it. Someone's got to make us an X-Cast car. We got to oh, have that. Yeah. That has to happen, right? Oh, Paris, I mean, you brought up the uh, Peterson Automotive Museum. I clicked on the website, right? They got the exhibit about the Porsche cars right now. And I'm scrolling through. There are some wicked designs on these Porsches that you probably saw. And it's like, I can't wait to go into that and really decorate a car out. Yeah, and because and I don't want to butcher the the version of it, but there was a 2013 portion there. Oh, my God. It was like the most beautiful car I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and, and I got a picture of it. I have to post it online. But it's like the most beautiful car I've ever seen. Oh, but, but it was so funny. I'm looking because, you know, you can't get in the cars in the museum. I'm looking. I was like, I don't think I could fit. <laughs> got to be too big to get in that car. But, man, it was just the most beautiful car I've ever seen. Some points to note for everyone out there that I found really interesting, right? From turn 10, this, their first game was in 2005, like you brought up, Paris. Wild to see that this franchise continues to live on so strong, right? Of course, we talked about, you talked about the cars, 500 cars, 800 performance upgrades to build and improve upon, which is really rad. You'll get lost in that one. 20 completely rebuilt tracks with five brand new motorsport tracks alongside that, which is Really dope, right? I'm very excited to get on that and try it all out. And, of course, multiplayer, I think, is going to be what I'm excited about. I really – we yeah. saw hints on the menu, right? We couldn't dive anything past the Builder's Cup. But, like, to see the multiplayer and all the different single-player events that you'll do, I am really, really excited. And I can't wait to grab my friends, 
play a couple matches and then give up because I'm frustrated and then try again. Because <laughs> there is something to be said about taking it to the track and giving it your all and really trying where when you do the practice round before the official race, it kind of like puts you on like, hey, this is the pace. This is where you need to be to better your time and like be up in the front. And it is something to see like, the colors being green and you're doing good. And then it go to red because you messed up. And then the next lap, you're like, all right, tighten up on that corner yes. or take the outside this time, hit the brake a little sooner. It, there's something to be said that that is such an adrenaline boost and excitement that I love chasing that cheese. I love it so but, but much. That's the other part of it. Again, it, it's teaching moments. It's yes. teaching you how to, how to take these turns, when the break, when to accelerate, you know, when to, you know, just, just everything that goes with that. So I, I do appreciate that aspect of the practice rounds as well. And then you get into the actual same track into the race. Now you're on there with, I, I don't know, 10 other cars or whatever it is. And now you got to navigate actually not running in the other cars, especially when you have actual damage enabled in the, in the difficulty as well, because that will affect your performance when you're out there. Not to mention now we, you know, if you got weather effects, you know, enabled as well, now you got to worry about that. That's going to change the way that you, you handle on the track, all these different things. And that's, and that, and that's the beauty of it. You can enable all of that and have to deal with it or you can enable none of it and just have a fun time racing around the track or anything in between. So um, good balance between that. In my opinion, I, I'll stress again, this is a preview. So yep. this is not the final. We'll obviously see when the final game comes out and we get access to all these modes, but for a preview, I'm definitely had a really good time. Let's have some fun ones before we get out of this preview conversation. I want to know, are you racing Inside the car perspective, or are you outside the car perspective? Outside. What do you like? I got to see. I got to see what I'm doing. <laughs> I can't be in the car racing. <laughs> I am now all about being inside the car. Nice. I can't get enough of it. And I love when you cycle through, right? You have the, you can see your hands and then there's one in front of the yeah. wheel. So you can't see your hands. And then I love if you go just one or two steps further, you go under the hood and it really looks like you're eating up the asphalt and flying. And I love that view. I think it's so cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm inside the car. Second one for you, a fun one that I had today. Of course, our friends over at Logitech sent the spare bedroom a racing wheel and pedals. And so I set that up and I was racing, having some fun. And first time ever, I want to give big kudos. I don't know what it was, but it was the first time ever where I've plugged in the wheel and pedals and it instantly worked without having to dial in a bunch of settings pairs because you know me, I'm a big dummy, but it felt good <laughs> to just plug and play, which was so nice. But I was racing. And I was like, you know what this experience is missing? Some good music. And I put my headphones on and I put on some music. And man, nothing is cooler than just racing around the track with your favorite music on and having a good time. So that's something I'm looking forward to. For that's sure. awesome. But Paris, I'm excited for this one. Are you now more excited or less excited for October 10th when this releases? I, I am definitely more excited for October 10th because I just think we've had a lot of years and anticipation to get to here because if you remember this was re originally revealed during when the series x was revealed yes you know back yes. in 2020 so here we are in october of 2023 three years later so to finally get our hands on it and be able to play it and kind of see the vision that they've had for this game that turn 10 has yeah I'm, I'm excited for it it's definitely looking forward to it i think people when they get their hands on it in october will have a good time i want to see of course, I am very excited now. I'm more excited than I was after this hands-on preview. But I do want to see the realization and what is the platform of Forza, right? We used that yeah. term when we talked about Halo and a 10-year lifespan, right? 
with Forza, they brought up the word platform. Is that still the team's incentive? What does that look like, right? Like, what is a Forza platform? Will we get a Forza Motorsport, whatever number, three years from now? Or will this be the spot to play and race on the track for five years or plus? I'm excited to see that. So I'm glad you said that because you reminded me because this wasn't in the official interview with Dan, but it was mentioned at one point. And they are treating this like a platform. They are planning to iterate off, off of this this version of Forza. That's why it's called Forza Motorsport. So it, it will be interesting to see over the next few months and years what they're adding to it from a track perspective, <clears throat> car perspective, things like that. Maybe there's additional physics and things that they can upgrade. Again, this is why they, Chris was emphasizing so much about the machine, machine learning and the AI. The driver tars will be getting better over time. So it will be... It'll be interesting to look two years from now, the same game, what state it's going to be in from that perspective. Yeah, that, that's got me most interested. Well, of course, that has been our hands-on preview with Forza Motorsport coming out October 10th. So right around the corner and continuing to build off of some first-party releases for you Xbox fans out there. We're going to take a moment from our, uh, take a listen from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back to close out the show. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending, and it helps lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple people, uh, kind of funny, multiple of my friends, at how many subscriptions they have that they forgot about and are still paying for. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money, it does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. This episode's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. You can get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code KINDAFUNNY to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KINDAFUNNY. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPENY or text HOPENY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. You can call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. CTKNG.co slash football for eligibility. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back. Paris, that was some fun racing talk, and I yes. had a good time behind the reel. Uh, let's just chat it up for a little bit. Let's cover some Xbox news we might have missed. We have a couple of fun ones. Of course, if you are a Discord and Xbox user, we now have the update that live streaming to Discord is now live and a go. For all you Xbox fans out there, of course, if you like to hang out in Discord lobbies with your friends like I do almost every single night, sometimes you like to share your gameplay, and now you can share your gameplay directly from your Xbox to Discord calls with your friends so they can see your dope gameplay. Uh, a really cool feature, Paris, I loved with Discord coming to Xbox finally as that kind of being the big voice platform that everyone seems to use nowadays. I rarely am in Xbox parties. I am usually in a Discord call, so yeah. it is awesome yeah. to see it. You could use it from the console. Now the idea is of getting more and more features from Discord itself onto the console. It's very exciting stuff. Will you be taking advantage of that? Do you ever stream your gameplay to your friends? No, I have not, but <laughs> it, it'd be interesting. <laughs> It'd be interesting to do. I definitely should try it at some point. Yeah, I, I got to try it. I rarely, I have, you know, the big streamer setup, so I'm, I'm tucked into the corner of my room with a PC and an Xbox, so I rarely use the features via the Xbox. It's usually everything's coming from my PC, yeah. but I do want to see how it works, what it looks like. What I'm looking forward to the most, though, is kind of getting almost the full Discord experience, right? I want to be able to join my different Discord communities. I want to see the big different group chats that you can have and get in the text walls or even be able to watch other people stream their gameplay from it as well. Uh, I am looking forward to the future of this partnership. I I'm very pleased with it, and I like to see that we're getting more out of it instead of just voice. So great job to them. Uh, we have a pretty exciting one as well. Paris, Todd Howard had an interview with Esquire, and he teased that we could learn more about Indiana Jones next year. Yes. What do you think about that? When, when do you think is next year truly? Summer? Game Awards? Some random date on a Tuesday? I, I mean, I could see this at, I don't even know what we're calling it at this point, the, the June event. Let's just call it that. Whatever they're going to do in June, I, I could see Todd coming out or somebody from Machine Games coming out and revealing Indiana Jones. <clears throat> because think about it, we haven't had like an official debut of it other than that tiny teaser but yep. we've not seen any gameplay from it, it what is it going to be is it third person for like we don't know so maybe next june let's just say it's todd todd comes out introduce introduces indiana jones gives, gives us a quick look at some gameplay and then they slap a 2025 or 2026 date on it because we still gotta wait but i i definitely could see it you know being unveiled next year 
Yeah, I'm excited for this. I, I love that Todd, of course, is very eager to talk about it. I'm sure, as you could see in that Esquire piece, he is excited to talk about it, but he has to wait his time. Um, but yeah, like you said, we've only had that brief CGI trailer, right? And we've seen kind of the hints of what's going on, but it is time to show gameplay. The conversation, just like Perfect Dark, right? Is this first person? Is it third person? What's going to work best for this? Could Indiana Jones really be viable in 2024 and beyond for the Xbox audience and beyond, we talk about Uncharted, we talk about Tomb Raider, but then there's Indiana Jones who, you know, is in that sphere, but at the same mm -hmm. time, is he relevant to people like your son and kids all around the globe, right? Yeah. Like, truly and honestly, I told Gary this, I said, I don't think he is, right? And so I wonder what the reception will truly be. I think you really got a wow with something special when Todd shows this. What, what I think is the game itself is going to have to be the wow moment, not the name that it's yes. Indiana Jones, because like to that. your point, my, my kids don't care. They don't care. I mean, and then just, just being honest, like this last movie, I haven't seen it. I didn't care. I, it was like, I feel like Indiana Jones had its time and obviously Harrison Ford has been fantastic. In, and I, and I love those original movies, but I just think too much time has passed that, it's definitely nowhere near on the level of a Spider-Man. Let's put it that way. Um, no one's going to be clamoring for Indiana Jones that way, unless to, to my point, they show it off and you're just seeing like, I don't know if it's going to be uncharted type action or what, what the premise is going to be, but it wows you like, Oh man, I can't wait to go do that. I can't wait to go punch a Nazi in the face and pull out my whip and all the, you know, archeological fun stuff that Indiana Jones would do. If it's set up that way, the game will speak for itself. But if they're going to have to rely on the name Indiana Jones, um, not so much, in my opinion. I I'm right there with you. I need this. I need it to be gameplay, and I need mm -hmm. it to wow me to the point where it feels like uncharted levels of production yeah. and gameplay, right? I, I do yep. believe that this needs to be third person to really experience this. Yes. I don't know if first person is going to do it for me, but I do know one thing. I love the pedigree of machine games. I like what they're capable of, and I believe in Todd Howard. I, I look forward to this. But for me to be excited, to come out of whatever June event, if they show it there, it's got to be third person, and it's got to be like, oh, wow, we're getting an Xbox Uncharted, and it's going to be sweet, right? Like, that's what here, I need here. Here's the way I look at it. If we're not getting a Wolfenstein 3 because of Indiana Jones then man look who, who better to make a game about punching nazis in the face it's gonna be machine games so i personally and let me say let me say this i i and again we know nothing at this point but i'm going in very optimistic that machine games is gonna nail it i i, I do and then yeah. obviously todd is kind of overseeing this so i do think they're going to be able to nail it that time period then in indiana jones which will probably be mid 30s early 40s up in there somewhere i would imagine let's do it Let's do yeah. it. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. And who better to get to do it than Machine Games? Oh, man. I'm looking forward to that one. I can't wait. I also think of, like, the future. We kind of talk about that first domino finally falling. And is it going to be the one to connect for Xbox and line up these first parties? And we talk about Starfield. It seems to be connecting, right? We talked about so. a million concurrent players, six million players on the debut. Like, there's a lot of gas going into this, and I think this could be the first domino into a Forza, and then what is beyond that, right? We look at, of course, uh, Hellblade 2 I'm looking forward to. We do know about Clockwork Revolution, which is going to mm -hmm. be exciting, but like, I want to know, 
I want to know about Perfect Dark, truly and honestly, Paris. I want to know about the next Gears. I want to know what the heck is going on with Halo, right? Where Season 5 is coming up. Halo has been on ice for me since launch, and I really need a shot in the arm for Halo, and I don't know if I'll get it, Paris. I'm worried that I'm going to sit for another five years until Halo is back in relevancy for me and really singing. And so I don't know. I'm looking forward to what we get in June. I wonder, will we get Perfect Dark? I think so. I think we'll, well, well, yeah, because Matt Booty, if you remember during Summer Game Fest when Matt Booty and Phil Spencer sat on the couch, uh, you know, a giant bomb, Matt Booty pretty much was saying that, yeah, next year, you know, Perfect Dark, we're going to see Perfect Dark next year. So I'm looking forward to that. But, but I, I do want to say this before we got here, since we're kind of talking about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. It, it, it's interesting when you go back to the Phil, Phil Spencer interview that we did, obviously kind of an uncomfortable but needed moment that happened in time. You yeah. know, it, I, I truly believe that conversation needed to happen. And I personally think Xbox as a whole is better for it because of everything that was happening during that time period. And when you look now at where Xbox is with this launch of Starfield, Forza is about to come. We've kind of had a peek into the future of 2024 of games that we can expect, thinking of a Hellblade 2 and Avowed, even looking further down the road of Fable, things like that. We know a Perfect Dark is out there in Indiana Jones on down the line, right? And some other, you know, other projects that, that are coming from some of these internal studios, South of Midnight, as an example, Clockwork Revolution. Yes. Phil said it during that interview. And I truly believe this. He was like, I can see it. And, and I think I get what he means now when he goes, I can see it because him better than anybody knows the roadmap that they have the next, you know, one, two, five years down the road. And it looks like all these studios that they've acquired that have now had the proper time post pandemic to start curating and developing and, and finalizing these games. You can kind of see that roadmap of, of titles crystallized. You know, it, it's so, so funny when we we just got that um, the Game Pass Twitter account put out the list of Game Pass games that are coming this month. You saw Starfield and Gris and some other stuff. And it was like, that's what I'm talking about. When we talk about the best value in gaming, we're starting to get that. October is going to be another one when you see that list and, and that stuff is going to start to cascade and you're going to start to get consistent with that. Right. You know, we've been doing this show now for, I don't know, is it three years or however long it's been, right? And obviously, we like Xbox. We love Xbox. We're fans of Xbox. We want to see Xbox succeed. And I, I think we're getting there. I truly think we're getting there. We've been saying this. I feel like we've been saying this forever. But now more than ever, you can see down the road what's coming from them. And if we're getting what we just got with Starfield from a quality standpoint, from a polished standpoint, who's you should be excited. You should absolutely be excited. It was, you know, it's funny. Like when I even tweeted the other day about uh, Xbox play anywhere to me, one of the smartest decisions they've made in the past 10 years yeah. is, is doing that 100%. because like during the Starfield review and just even now it's like the fact that I can hop from this PC to my series X over to the kids series S I can hop on the Samsung gaming hub cloud thing, play on there, hop on the ROG ally. You know, it's like I can bounce to all these different devices and all my progress and everything is following with me across devices. And I only either have to subscribe to that subscription one time or you buy the game one time. Yep. And these, and this, this follows you around. That's the future of gaming. I love that. I love that from a services standpoint. And now we're starting to see the games 
catch up with the ideas of all the services that they have. So I personally say, if you're a fan of Xbox, if you're invested into this ecosystem, it's an exciting time for sure, especially as we roll into 2024. It's coming slash it's here's right. I, I totally yeah. agree with you. Like the quality of life services are there. And of course there is room for improvement and they are doing that, but like, it feels like you have that nailed. And then of course the running joke is like, well, okay, well, what am I playing? Right. And we say it all the time. Game pass continues to deliver great third party titles. And it does feel like there is a library to jump into, but where's that first party? And it feels like it's here but it's not quite here, right? And we're almost there, which I'm excited for, Paris, and I can't wait for the yeah. future with you and continue gaming. Of course, talking about the now, though, we got a Game Pass update for the lovely month of September. We have Greece out right now on cloud console and PC. Of course, everyone now is available to jump into Starfield on cloud PC and Xbox Series X and S, so jump into that on Game Pass. Of course, coming on September 19th, you have Lies of P. Paris... You did the juke on me with, of course, Elden Ring last year. Will you play Lies of P? What's the deal? I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, dude, you already know this. The rest of this year is just chaos. Stacked. Absolute chaos. I want to play it. I will try and fit it in. Like, I'm struggling right now to try and play Sea of Stars. I don't even know how I'm doing that. And then there's just, it's just like every time I feel like I get a break, it's more is just stacking on another big game. Like I said, another big game just came in today. We're like, oh, got to drop everything and play that. So I'm going to play it. I, this is what I will commit to. I will commit to, by the end of Q1, I will have played Liza P. But, oh, that, I like I that. I okay. Yeah, I, yeah. All I want you to do is try it with Game Pass. Yeah. Give it a little taste. Jump in yeah. there, try it out, see what's up. But yeah, like you said, the games continue to stack up. And that's a great one of like, how is Sea of Stars, right? Should I play this game? Should I give it a try? I liked Octopath. I'm not a big turn-based guy. I'm not a big JRPG guy. But should I give Sea of Stars a try? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, it is. So, and, and it's crazy again when we think about when, when Keeley gets out there on stage at the beginning of December and all these categories are going to come out. Like, I'm not even expecting Sea of Stars to be in the game of the year category because it's so stacked. But then I even think about best RPG. That's stacked on its own. And does that even make the list? I think it will. But man, it, it's, it's crazy that such a great RPG just came out. And I can't even go, well, yeah, this this will win RPG of the year because you got all these other great RPGs that came out this year. I can't remember if I said this on the last episode or not. I feel like of all the games that have come out this year, the one that's going to get screwed the most is Hi-Fi Rush. I do. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's not an indie, but it's not going to be in the game of the year category. Yeah, I think we did talk about this, but I don't think they do a rhythm category anymore or anything like that. Where does Hi-Fi Rush fit in as far as the game awards goes? even though we all know it's a great game. It's one of the best games that came out this year. Is Xbox Game Studios getting a first-party title in the top five for Jeff Keighley's Game of the Awards conversation? Starfield. You believe Starfield? Like I think I... The, give me your again, top more, five right now. What do you think? Not ooh, your personal, but like, give me everybody ooh, out there in the chat. It's not Paris's top five, but like in your chat and in the comments down below, what is... The top five. That's Here's what I want to know. Think, what is Jeff Keighley's top five? I think the top five is going to be. Uh -huh. And comment section, y'all be mad at me if you want to. I'm just telling you what I think is going to be. Lay it on me. Give me five. Zelda. Mario Wonder. This is where, this is where it gets tough. Well, I'm going to say Starfield because I think Starfield's going to be in there. Okay. So Starfield. 
and there's no order to this. I'm just, just naming them. This is where it gets tough. This is where it gets damn tough. Real tough, Paris. I, I don't think Hogwarts, you, you loved it, hated it, or whatever. It is too controversial, so that's not making it. So okay. forget Hogwarts. Where's Jedi Survivor in all this, right? Hey, okay, yep. Where's Diablo 4 in all this? Yeah. Where's Final Fantasy 16 in, yep. in all of this, right? And I'm missing something. You're missing something Spider-Man. Even... Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Spider-Man. So it's, it's like right there, there, there's seven games. So there's a couple games that are going to get screwed just, just on that. Mm-hmm. What about Alan I, Wake 2? Is that uh, making the cut? Eight. Eight. Oh, my God. See, this is what I'm telling you. I'm, I'm forgetting. <laughs> it's like stuff that's not out yet that we know is going to be really good. So, yeah, Alan Wake is absolutely going to be a game of the year contender, too. So, man, it's tough. So with that said, I'll, I'll say this to, to finish. The, the two that I think will, will fill out the list, controversial or not, Final Fantasy 16, and I'm going to go with, I am going to say Alan Wake too. Yeah, I am. Okay. I'm going to say that. Okay. Do, yeah. So you're still sticking though, Starfield, an Xbox first party property will be in this yes. Jeff Keighley I think, top I, five, I think, top six. I think by the time we get to, to the nomination process uh, later this year, I think that game's going to have enough goodwill that people are going to want to put it on their game of the year list because I think the ambition and the scope of what Starfield is is going to capture the hearts and minds of reviewers everywhere. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I like that a lot, Paris. Well, I am excited to round out the year with you and the crew here at the Kind of Funny Studios and XCast team. Uh, we have a lot of games still to go. We're still, of course, talking about Starfield. We're going to be talking about Turn 10 and Forza Motorsport in October, and we have so much more to go so thank you all so much for tuning in and hanging out with me in paris on a special uh embargoed one-off preview episode we will be back next week with more xcast content so thank you all so much for tuning in and with that have a great one gamers goodbye